Welcome to another episode of First Issue Club, a weekly podcast where we review and discuss the number one issues of the week, and hopefully help aid you through the sometimes muddy and murky waters that is the comic book landscape. On today's episode, we're reviewing the comics that came out on November 15th, 2017. Dark Fang from Image Comics, Brilliant Trash out on Aftershock, and Doctor Strange out from Marvel. Uh, now, Doctor Strange is a bit of a uh, out of the norm for us because it's not technically a number one, but it is Loki Sorcerer Supreme Part 1, and it's a good jumping in point, but we'll cover that more later. All right, so this episode will be coming out the week of Thanksgiving, which is a time we spend with our family members, some we enjoy, some we do not. Uh, so the question I'm going to pose to you guys is, what is the most embarrassing things that uh, your family has ever done to make your cheeks go extra red? I'm Mike DeStacy. When I was in high school, I went through a lot of different phases like everyone does. I loved like metal and shitty, shitty rock music for a little while. And I bought like corn t-shirts. Like I had my parents like get me a corn t-shirt. And then I immediately was out of my corn phase. (laughs) 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 And and my dad was like, this is a brand new t-shirt. I'm not going to let it go to waste. We spent good money on this. So he showed up to like parent-teacher night once wearing a corn t-shirt and everybody was like your dad's wearing a corn (laughs) t-shirt and I was like I almost like yelled at him I remember being just like furious like you did this on purpose like why do you hate me alright this is uh, Budget King and my mom you guys remember that that place in the back of the book the yearbook where they could like buy shit oh yeah. yeah yeah We'd read a bunch of Stephen King books together, so she found some picture and just literally the, the box, the giant box, just said "Magic is real." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so like my mom came across as like a Wiccan, <laughs> and I think it's like a quote from Hearts in Atlantis or something like that, uh-huh. like a Stephen King book we had read, and it was like super thoughtful. But I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 I'm gonna get creamed. <laughs> This is Greg Lichtai. With the blossoming of social media, it was kind of a cool thing for me because I got to try new humor stuff out, new jokes. And on social media, I try to be, like, dark and edgy with my jokes. Um, But my mom also discovered social media, so now she follows me on pretty much every platform that I'm on. And every time I try to make, like, a dark, funny joke, she responds of just, like, I don't get it. You shouldn't say that. Or, Gregory, you're so funny. And then it kind of (laughs) just dashes my hopes of being, like, a funny alternative comic. (laughs) My name is Caitlin Morosic, along with the clothing... I probably asked at one point at height of like Abercrombie and Fitch, like everything, like, hey, maybe I could like, I'd like some of this for Christmas. We were not very well to do in growing up. And I think they found on sale some like boys shirts. They were like very long sleeve, very big. <laughs> and so I got two Abercrombie and Fitch shirts. They were boys and they, they were like, why aren't you excited? Like, why aren't you wearing these? And I was just like, I can't wear, I can't wear these long, baggy, like men's shirts to school <laughs> as a sixth grader. I don't, I don't know. But they were so, it was so kind, and I just felt like, oh, yeah. well, I'll wear them. I wore them. Oh boy, parents can't live with them. Can't live without them. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All righty, and with that, Budget King. Let's get this podcast started. 
All right, we got Dark Fang, Earth Calling, Part 1. You guys know that that was the little title? No. Earth, Earth Calling. Earth part, Calling? Part 1. Yep. Oh, whoops. By uh, Miles Gunter and Kelsey <laughs> Shannon. Dark Fang is your typical vampire decides to become a cam girl comic book. Because why wouldn't a vampire become a cam girl and get all that money? Tokens, baby. Yep. But our main character was not always so cunning. She came from a seafaring background. And upon that seafaring background, when she was turned a vampire, decided to spend many of her days in the sea with lots of other creatures. She befriended her best friend, a great white shark. She had many journeys with that great white shark until she met the darkness. The darkness is her mortal enemy. It killed her friend, and then she decided to get revenge on that by coming back up to the world, and she stuck a jellyfish up her ass, <laughs> flew up into the water, and here she is on Earth being a cam girl vampire making money. Well, I thought that that was oil. It is oil. So I think we're, what we are supposed to assume is that she's going to come after oil companies. Okay. Hold like vampire look cam girl takes shit. on big so oil. So the cover is like a globe just like soaked in oil and she's Holy taking a bite shit. out of the globe like it's an apple. Mike dropped on me. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I thought it was just darkness. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, yeah. Oil spill kills her shark friend. That's kind of what, yep. yeah. Okay. Which is like what I want on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> That's your whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Greg and his oil spill that killed his shark friend. <laughs> oh well. A little bit of setup for this book. We read this book and just texted each other. Uh, hey, you guys read Dark Fang yet? <laughs> don't say anything. So we don't know anything yet about people's reactions. So I, I, I actually just want to hear your reaction because mine was, huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one thing I loved about this is that, yeah, she starts making tons of money by enchanting people uh, through the computer. While so, being a cam girl. So yeah. she's a cam girl. But she's using her supernatural powers to, like, vex people. Mm -hmm. So she's having, like, crazy multimillionaires mm -hmm. give her their entire fortunes. And there's this, like, uh, oil giant, I think, this guy in a cowboy, a cowboy hat yeah. who pours gasoline on himself. And, and burns like, himself and alive. And burns himself alive in his mansion. And we see his, like, face melting in one of the panels, which I think is a tie-back. You tie guys got this the... whole layer on this comic that I totally <laughs> missed. <laughs> And she uses all that money, ultimately, to buy Dracula's mansion. She is, like, the new Dracula top shit we vampire. We kind of referenced this, but she finds a book, an ancient tomb, down in the uh, bowels of the ocean when she's with her great white shark friend. Yeah. And like that, a shipwreck. Right, and that's how she finds out about Dracula. Because <laughs> she can read books in the ocean, which is another power, yep. I guess. They don't just disintegrate. Nope. Well, as as they say, guys, we are uh, we're really shitting with the door open here. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's here's a really sincere question. Who liked this book? What what would you what would you give this book as a ranking out of ten? You know what? Oh, okay, so out of ten, out of, out 10, of ten, I would give it a go ahead and read this because you're not gonna hate it. Well, and I think yeah. At the end, because we're not gonna, we haven't been giving things away, but it, it kind of brought me back at least a bit because 
it's not just going to be like her wild exploits. Like we don't just normally disagree, Caitlin, and... but I I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> the, the, the end la- of the, the, end of the book panel, was the worst. The oh, no. <laughs> I liked everything yeah, up until I th- yeah. The For real, movie. you guys would have been like better, like more into it if it was nothing. You're saying the darkness on her tooth, yeah, is okay. what is what made it real for you. No, it didn't make it real. It just made it like it's gonna go somewhere at least. Oh, I would have been fine with her just being a cam girl and murdering people. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, I would have hated that. <laughs> but you, you love the oil plot. I love. I love that you love the oil plot. <laughs> They should have been on a different mm. publisher. It felt like a different publisher. Mm-hmm. It one hundred percent did. Mm-hmm. This does not seem like an image comic. It seems yeah, like, like a crazy campy thing. Xenoscope or something that puts out like you... grim fairy tales. Yeah. What right. did you think? Kelsey Shannon, he knocked it out of the park with this artwork. Like, I thought it was really clean. The colors were great. Uh everyone had like a really expressive face and like the poses uh were really cool. I know people are like poses, like Characters can seem really stagnant and just, like, boring if they're just, like, standing still all the time. And he was very expressive with his artwork. And I thought it was kind of cool. The story was to be desired. I will give you that. But it's a new take on an old tale. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Classic camgirl vampire tale. Yeah. yeah, who hasn't been there? I, I just, the sea thing threw me for a loop. That was interesting. Like, I didn't know vampires didn't need to breathe air. I didn't know that they desired to be great best friends with the great white shark. I think they were trying to make a correlation there. Predators. Yeah, and like the great white shark can't stop moving or else it'll die. Yeah. And she she felt drawn to that because... You're really trying to tell me that... No, they were making no a sh- I'm not a trying to apologize. I'm a not a sympathizer. <laughs> I like that, actually. I'm okay with that. You guys make me like this book more and more. <laughs> layers, man. It's layers. <laughs> there were. Okay, and I'll say I give this book a solid 8 out of 10. Boom. Yeah, it was. I read some really, really shitty books after I read this book, which made me realize how fun of a story it was, how interesting of a story it was, despite all the absurdity. Which, hey, bring some absurdity and make something right. a little more like unique and interesting. Yeah, like crazy book that if you flip through it in a comic shop, you would think like, oh fuck this, I can't bring this to the counter and buy it. Mm-hmm. This was a fucking fun, entertaining <laughs> book to read. Yeah, you're totally right. And talk about yeah, my friends. Miles Gunter got it right. We're talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you, he wanted. You guys are totally right. Yeah, at no point in this book was I bored. No, yeah, one hundred percent agree. Good, I'm interested point. to see where it goes. Is I, this a, a limited like, series or is it ongoing? <clears throat> it's part one, so he he plans to do this for a long time. I think this is going to be ongoing. Yeah, eight out of ten. Yeah. I know we're not supposed to do grading on this thing. We never usually do. Oh but. yeah, we made a rule, didn't we? Sorry, fuck the rules. Did Dark Fang was duh. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually gonna be well, breaking a lot of I rules. Think, I think it's okay to <laughs> yeah. rate this one because if you ran it past someone who just had no context, you would think this one's fucking stupid. Yeah, and we've have a little more comic book context. It was a good book. Both our audiences, yep. new, new readers and like weekly readers. Mm-hmm. It may skip over this book, and if you are listening to this podcast, creators of this, don't don't let that offend you. Uh, but that that just is this. <laughs> that, that's kind of just the branding of this book. It might it might miss who our audience is. I think it's appropriate to rate it and be like, this book was certainly fun and certainly entertaining. You're not gonna have like wasted your time on it. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Huh? Is not a bad reaction for this book. No. Mm-mm. No. So, Brilliant Trash. 
authored by Tim Seeley and drawn by Priscilla Petrates. This book uh, has a lot going on, so please bear with me. It, it begins with a masked person named Lady Last Word, opens a book through a message on several social media news outlets, and shortly after this message, an entire section of Jerusalem is blown up. This pretty much sets things in motion for several people to follow. And this is where there's basically a list where you're introduced to several people in several different scenes. Um, we've got Capricorn Halley and Kennedy Avis, two journalists, reporters. We've got James Heller, a, a cyborg. I really don't know what his deal is. He can he can run translation and he can um, sort of like the chew guy, I guess. He can like put things in his mouth to like run an analysis on, on things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good call. He's in pursuit of a dude in Chinatown that we don't know. We've also got, we're introduced to a corporate jerk type who's using glowing-eyed, like, precog kids to find people. And they're all moving toward this fate entwined with this lady last word person, maybe whether they know it or not. Um, Without giving the end away, it looks like Kennedy Avis is going to be the Lady League character for now. Uh, She comes in contact with this old woman who kind of doses her with something that um, we don't really know what that is. Uh, It wasn't until I started the synopsis for this book that I became amazed that I did not feel lost when I was reading it. I really didn't, but I wanted to check in with you guys because when I'm trying to explain it, it's like there was so much happening. I don't know how that flowed so well, but it really did. How about I couldn't have given a precise of a synopsis as you gave of this book yeah. just now. Amen. There was a lot of characters and a lot going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people with very unique traits to introduce in a first issue. I, I'll say that I, I like this book. I thought it was interesting. It was f- fun all the way through. But man, did I have to like really concentrate to get through this one. Yeah, it read a little bit like a prequel to what will be setting the stage. I agree. I think that the only other theme that seems to show up a lot, and I'm not sure how that's going to fit in, is... And this is kind of... More and more, I'm noticing that comics, especially in first issues, are really putting technology in their um, themes, even if it's, like, in a minor way. But they have, you know, this... this The lead character, for now at least, is, like, someone who writes those lists that you see on BuzzFeed. Listicles, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, and they call it Chug Feed. Chug Feed, correct. (laughs) So sorry. And then you have, like, a corporate meeting where they're on um, cycles. Like, what? Slack? No. What? Uh, Spin class. Spin class, yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry, Um, Cycling. You can tell that I do not do that for exercise. Um, (laughs) And... It's a lens of media, too, but I don't know if that's just keeping on trend with other issues. I kind of didn't like the last panel. I thought, like, oh, like, this book had a lot of crazy, interesting things going on, and then I'm like, it's going to be, like, a superhero team. Like, a lot of other books. You know what? I read comics. I got room for one more superhero team. (laughs) (laughs) And, okay, one thing I wanted to ask you guys... I I didn't have much to say on that. One one thing I wanted to ask you guys... Uh, the first three pages really heavy on the narrative from Lady Last Word mm-hmm. before Jerusalem gets wiped off the map. Pretty heavy thing when I read the synopsis of this book and saw that that was going to happen. Um, I was like, whoa, this book's going to be heavy. They don't really address it that much. What? No, unless you count like the hashtags that keep showing up when they show you feeds, like hashtag Israel incident or whatever. 
Is it, you think the next couple issues are going to address this a lot more, or we're just going to go into a superhero Pe- book after people, wiping like, Jerusalem yeah, off the map? Like a ton of people died, right? Yes. Well, for sure. Yeah. I think we're not done with hearing about Lady no. Lady Last Word. I mean, is maybe ha- that's how we hear more about what the fallout of that. Is it hashtag Lady Last Word? I don't know. It might be. Or her name is just Lady Last Word. Her name is Lady Last Word. Okay. She's Lady Last Word. Okay. And I think they mentioned that when those two writers are talking that. Um, Oh, yeah. the, the two governments came out and said that it's fake. This is like just a, a fake story that someone put on the internet. Like landing on the moon. Like the Jerusalem. No, exactly. No, no. exactly. Are we left to believe that this may or may not have actually happened still? We believe, I believe that it happened, but so the governments I. are covering it up so people don't freak out that there okay. are superpowered people in the world. The lady that's recruiting her does say like something to the effect of like, oh, you're reporting on that. It's all special effects, right? Doesn't she say that? Or did I, did I read that wrong? You're correct. No, you're right, because the woman, the first writer you meet is the woman who's writing the expose that is exposing this as a real event. And our lead character, I forget her name again, what's her name? Oh, Kennedy. Kennedy comes in and goes, oh, you're writing about that, a new fresh take? Like, isn't that fake? Just like Hollywood sci-fi effects. She says, an unknown terrorist bombing and special effects left over from the latest X-Men reboot, which is funny. (laughs) Oh, I actually meant to, yeah, that there was an X-Men illusion, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. So we don't know if it happened or not, which is which is an interesting critique on technology, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Of like, how do we know what is real? Yeah. And, and what isn't? All right. Next up, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange. Number 381. What? what? Everybody chill the fuck out. <laughs> okay, Mike D. Here's the deal. <laughs> this book is subtitled Loki, Sorcerer Supreme Part 1. Me and the club felt that this was a fun new story that was the perfect jumping on point into a classic Marvel comic book. The, you know, characters are part of the pop culture zeitgeist now. And everyone's familiar with Loki, Hulk, Doctor Strange. Perfect time to start to get into a Marvel book that might be classically inaccessible and hard to get started. Mm-hmm. We read a lot of other number ones this week. This book was one of the funner ones, and we just really wanted to talk about it. Right. Well put. <coughs> with that being said, let's get into Loki, Sorcerer Supreme Part 1. So in this book... Dr. Stephen Strange has given up the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme over to Loki, the god of mischief, brother of Thor. We know him from the movies. Meanwhile, Stephen Strange's house house full of magical artifacts, which is called the Sanctum Sanctorum, is being watched over by his one-time apprentice, Zelma Stanton. Where is Dr. Strange? Still with magical powers and the ability to communicate with all living creatures, he opens an animal hospital and uses his powers to help animals a la Dr. Doolittle. Um, re- really fun book that yeah. throws a lot of stuff at you. What do you guys think of Loki as Dr. Strange? You know, classically in the comic books, Loki is more of a bad guy mm-hmm. than we see him in the movie. Um, a lot of similar situations happen where... You know, you think like, ah, oh, maybe he's made a turn for good. Mm-hmm. In the comic books, we classically know he's always up to something. There's never a doubt in our head at this point that 
this is all going to come around and he's going to save the day. In true D&D speak, he is a true chaotic neutral. The, exactly right. Yeah. Yes. So you, you never, and I, and I think throwing him into this, so I wrote, my notes say, so much fun for mm-hmm. this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did, like Mike said, we read a bunch of books. We even read Ninja K out on Valiant, written by the guy that uh, did Daredevil, this cool teen book called Fence. And we just were like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. We all read this and we're like, we have to cover this. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like a good, I, I wasn't reading Doctor Strange before, and I'm, I, I love uh, Donny Cates. Is that you say his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's brilliant. He's written, written a, a lot of good horror books lately, and I feel like he's going to be a great fit for Doctor Strange. He's going to put him into a lot of interesting predicaments, I believe. It's really fun. The, the one thing that I do like about this is that we've got Doctor Stephen Strange, mm-hmm. who has handed over the mantle, willingly, very much so. He's saying, hey, I'm going to check out and just, like, help animals. I have no problem with Loki, who is a, honestly a better sorcerer than I am. That's I thought, what the Sorcerer Supreme is. I thought that, that was mostly because he gets called out too. Well, from Wanda, right? From Scarlet Witch. Yes. She's yeah. like, she's like, this is your pride. You're not really okay with this. You're not really good just handing it over because you think he's better. You lost and you're sulking. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In, in the beginning, I guess there was some competition between him and Loki. And, and he lost the competition fair and square. Fair and square, says. right. And so he just handed it over to Loki. If this was just a one-off and Loki just dips out and Doctor Strange is like no longer Doctor Doolittle, I'm going to be like, what? I think there's going to be a bit of a story <laughs> there. Because obviously Doctor Strange wants to give off the illusion that he's found some peace as his veterinarian, but I think we're going to find out that he actually probably misses the uh, excitement of being the Sorcerer Supreme. So I'm sure there'll be some kind of standoff in between. Yeah. Or Doctor Strange will find out what's actually Loki's plan with the Frost Giants, and he'll have to take care of that issue. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, Donny Cates is one of my top favorite writers right now, so I'm really excited to see what he does. God Country? God Country, Redneck, a bunch of other stuff. I forgot about Redneck. I fucking love Redneck. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff coming out from him. Great. If there's any Marvel books that you've been always wondering what it was about or if you should get into it, now is such a good time. There's a lot of books like this that are kind of starting up again. And at the back of each of these books, you get a few pages of a write-up that sets up a little bit of the story for you. So you know the character's background and you can just take in this new story for what it is. I wish Marvel would have put these little three-page stories at the beginning of these books, to yeah. give you some context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you know it's there, flip to the back of your Marvel book and get some context for who these characters are, and then read the book. Speaking of Marvel shit, you guys went to a trivia for Marvel this week. Oh, sore yeah. subject. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we did. Thanks, Mike. We did <laughs> not okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about... We did okay for... For a long time. A really long time yeah. we were in first place. Yes. Last couple rounds... Kind of beefed it. (laughs) Here's the thing about running trivia that is exclusively for comic book knowledge, but you don't do trivia that's comic book knowledge every week. The host knew, I would say, little to none about comic books. And that is, in itself, the dumbest thing you can do. Because you have a room full of nerds ready to just, like, (laughs) bark down your neck. Pick everything apart, yeah. Actually, there was a ton of that, of people 
coming up to her and being like, oh, well, t- technically, what do you mean by first superhero group? Yeah. Because, you know, the first book published was Fantastic Four, but later in a Marvel story, mm-hmm. you know, we referenced this book, which took place during, like, the medieval era. Yeah, it's opening a can of worms that <laughs> oh, is. My God. It was a nightmare. You don't, you don't feel people. the same? I don't think she knew little to none. I think maybe we're assuming that. Also, I think she probably did a lot of research because if you're going to run a trivia about comic books, I think you know going into that, especially if you run trivia all year long, which she does. You know that you're going to get people who are particularly knowledgeable about a certain subject. So you know, and you also, I mean, I feel like people in general know that people who like comic books and are really into this are going to know their shit. She had a question that was, what was... Wolverine's mutant power and like oh, man. five guys got up and ran to the front and they were like mm, actually it's several mutant powers I don't know which one specifically you're looking for yeah and she had to make an announcement of and, just is, like... and is adamantium actually a mutant power <laughs> or is it not I will take multiple answers for this question just Wait, sit down fuck it was, was, was it just not regeneration healing factor is what we put and got points for it yeah regeneration uh, bone claws. Inc- bone claws increased strength. Eventually, bone claws. No, he was born with bone claws. Oh, yeah, claws. sorry. Then he has that idiot. Yeah. Snicked? <laughs> Boom. All right. Sorry I went to that tangent. But <laughs> so that was Doctor Strange in a riff on trivia. But a boom. All right. And that's it, folks. We've come to the end of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it because we enjoyed doing it for you. And we uh, enjoy you. Ooh, so, so much. And that's what we're going to be doing right now. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for you, our viewers, listening to us every week, interacting with us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you make all of it, you know, worthwhile. So uh, we hope you have a good Thanksgiving, uh, non-denominational holiday coming up. Eat a lot. Get in arguments with uncles and aunts you don't like. And then uh, come back next week and listen to us again. <laughs> Totally. Check us out on uh, First Issue Club uh, on Twitter, F-I-R-S-T. And uh, you okay if I do a revisionist for uh, a correction? Yes. A couple corrections we have? Hit it. Uh, I think we covered this book that we all love, and it's spelled M-A-S. I don't know. I'm not even going to (laughs) continue to try to spell it. But we were saying Maestros. It's actually pronounced Maestros. Apologize because we're, I'm stupid. You guys actually said it right. Uh, last week I made a joke about my stepdad maybe ending his life. Too uh, too many things are said out of context or just in bad taste these days. Suicide's not a joke. My stepdad is still a piece of shit, and I can prove it. The last words he said to me are, "Is Nickelback not the best band ever?" So, suicide not funny. My dad, my stepdad, still remains an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got him. We have fun. Um, First Issue Club Podcast is a member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. We are produced and edited by Matt Hodat. Is that how I say that? I missed, Did yeah. I say it right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry, Matt, if I didn't. Uh, we Our music is by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. Uh, did I forget anything? Anybody else want to say anything before I go? I think you got before it. Before we go? I just want to say goodbye. Oh. Oh. And I'd like to say, see ya. I'd like to say, Greg Lichtai, signing off. I'm Caitlin Morosic, <laughs> <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye.